Okay, let's go. All right, so we are discussing, we're on page Zion, we're in the middle of this big paragraph here, and we are discussing uh, the idea of Kayach and Payel. That is, that's our topic of conversation. And what we're discussing is essentially the difference between the Mashal and the Nimshal. In the Mashal, we're saying that there is a concept called Kayach and there's a concept called Payel. And in order to get from Kayach to Payel, <clears throat> there has to be some sort of uh, time period or mamutza or something that is going to take us from the kayach, which is not a metzias, into the pile, which is a metzias. It's the actualization. And therefore, we have many kayachas throughout the day, many ideas that come into our mind, many potentials throughout a lifetime, which never actually play out. Masha'in came, when you say it's Bapayil, oh, so now it's played out, now it's real, now it's actualized, now it's a Metzias. So the question is, can that be the case, Lamaila? Because according to the way that Arizal is explaining, right, according to the way that Arizal is explaining the reason of the creation, and in particular we're talking about, right, the creation of how it happened in this way, is that it seems to be implying that there is a concept called Kayach and Poyal, right? That the Abishter had all these Kayachas, right? Of, uh, you know, of his name and his, and his characteristics and et cetera, et cetera, Kinuya, right? All et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Everything that, uh, that we discussed earlier. And the objective of the creation is that they should come out Poyal, that we should, you know, prior to that, it was not in actuality, but with the Pile now, oh, now it's really going to come out, and therefore he's lacking in his, in a certain way, in his shlemus. Because you have to say that a person, like we said before, like we were talking about yesterday, a poet, for example, right, when he has the potential, so to speak, to write uh, poems, for example, right, he is lacking in his shlemus until he actually, you know, produces a poem or produces a book of poems or however you want to uh, delineate it, right. There is a kayach without a poil. There is a potential without actualization. And therefore, there is something lacking the poil mamish in him. Is that clear? So what we are going to argue is that, is that really shayach to say? And the answer is no. The Rebbe is going to argue that that is not shayach to say. You cannot say by the Abishter that you could have a kayach without a poil. Because as soon as something comes up into his mind, keviochel, right, then it actualizes. And we have to say that that is actually the case in terms of the creation as well. So let's start reading. Uh, let's start right with the with, with the pardes. The Abishter's machshavas are not like our machshavas. Why? For example, when it, so to speak, appears in the mind of a person that he wants to create something, or he wants to do something, or he wants to, you know, whatever. The key point here is that the machshava itself is not tafil. What does tafil mean? Manifest. To manifest, to affect, to actualize. You could have as many thoughts as, as you want that you want this pen to move from here to here. It doesn't mean anything. You're not gonna, it's not happening. I don't know, unless you're on like one of those, you know, TV shows that, you know, they, 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 oh, okay, we're not going to get into that, right? All right, but Poyal Mamish, it's not happening. 
if Yosef has in mind that he wants to ride his bicycle right from here till Crown Heights, it's not happening until he gets a bicycle out. He puts on his sneakers and he gets any uh, whatever you know, and he starts and he starts riding. It could be a very nice thought, Adaraba. Maybe even you know you could have lots of thoughts, but it's not tafil. The thought itself is not impacting. It's not affecting. It's not doing anything. Comes out that the payel is the shalom of the kayach, which means what? What are we saying here? What does it mean? Nimtza payel shalom meha kayach. What does that mean? That uh, the kayach is incomplete until there's payel. Exactly. The shlemus of the kayach is the payel. This, the fact that this person decides that he wants to be a poet, that's very nice, but he didn't write any poetry. So until he produces a poem, all it is is in the luft. It's not real. It's nothing. And we all have a lot of these types of in the luft ideas, rotsons, thoughts, etc., etc. But they're not piled. So the idea of the pile, it is mishalem the kayach. That when you actualize something, when you actually do something, right? Ah, so now we have something to talk about. So now you have a poem. And now we can read the poem. We can say, you know, this guy really knows how to write. Oh, this guy maybe should think about a different career. Whatever it is, the point being that now you've done something. Now you have mishalem the kayach. That's the point. What does that mean, Hananya? Is chaser the mitzias? It's a chaser mitzias. What does it mean? It doesn't have any form. There's nothing real about it. It's just a kayak. As long as it remains a kayak, it's chaser. And the truth is that there's no form, there's no shlemus whatsoever with the kayach. So what it come out, comes out from this whole story? That the real acre point is the payel, not the kayach. The kayach is nice, but it's irrelevant, really. And if you think about it, think about how many ideas that you had just in the past week or two weeks of different thoughts that you had in mind that you want to do. I want to go to Alaska. I want to go through Shas. I want to learn the Maimur Balpeh. I want to learn everyday Mishnayis Balpeh. I want to do this. I want to do that. Da, 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 da. But, and, and it's good to have those kayaks. It's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. But they're, they're chaser. They're, they're, they're nothing. They mean nothing. Until you find a way to bring him up a pile. Right? The objective here is the pile, not the, not the kayak. You need the kayak for the pile. But the pile mamish, what do you need? You need the pile. You need the pile. That's, that's what it's all about. The pile is the main event. Vezuloso ein davar. Without it, it's nothing. The ein kain. And this is the point that the Ramak is bringing. The point is that you can't say there is the same setup by the Abishter. Because 
Because as soon as it came up into his will to bring into existence, to emanate, it immediately happened. That's the Lashon of the, of the, of the, of the Pardis. So it really means to like uh, make an image, to draw something. The Hainu, this is called Eser Hagenuzos Bematzilan Shinisabu Aidei Aliyah Saratzon. So we're introduced to a new idea here. And these are called, right, it talks about this throughout Hasidis, the Eser Spheres Hagenuzos. The Eser Spheres which are hidden. Bematzilan, in the Maatzil, in the emanator. That as soon as it came up into Hashem's will, Kaviyachol, to create a world, immediately we have something called the Eser Spheros Agnusos, which is Eser Spheros prior to the Tzimtzum. So prior to the Tzimtzum, you already have the whole thing. The whole thing is created already. <clears throat> Hold on one second. Let's read a little bit more. The Yedu of Mavoyer b'Makam Acher, like it's explained elsewhere, various Maimarim throughout Hasidic literature, Shizehu ba'Or Ein Sof Shalifnei Hatzimsum, that this whole story of the Esther Sfiros Hakenuzos, right, are all taking place in the Or before the Tzimsum. So you have no moment that you have a Kayach without a Poyal. As soon as there was a kayak that they want came up into, so to speak, Hashem's Zeratzim to create, the creation happened. Immediately. Albeit, it was before the Simpson. So it had the image of what it looked like before the Simpson. But the bottom line is it was all there. You have the whole thing. And that's known as the Esther Sphere which are, like I mentioned already several times, discussed throughout Hasidic literature. What's the last verse you just read? Shalif Nehat Simpson. What, Avram? Um, you said that the, because there's an esoteric psychosis, everything has already happened like above the... Uh, it's there. That's yeah. the whole point. He already created it. Right? So it's it's already there. As soon as it came out from Kayach, it came into Payal immediately. Did you say that the Orient Sife is a state of Kayach No. That's what he's trying to bring out here, that there is no, there is no state of Kayach Haser Payal. That's the whole point. He's going to discuss in the parentheses a little bit, a lo- uh, something along those lines, not exactly those lines, but we're going to see it when we get to the parentheses. Yeah. What? what? Spheros. It's known as the, the, so to speak, the hidden spheros or gnusos that are in a hidden state, right? But there, it, it doesn't mean that they're, so to speak, hidden. It means that they are taking place before the tzimtzum. So if they're before the tzimtzum, so then we don't see it really in a clear way. But it's not that they're not there. They are there. How soon, the uh, that's the whole point, that there are. And that's what he says. And now he brings proof for this idea from various sources. Starting with the Medrash, Midrashim of Rabbi Eliezer. Yeah. Over there, it says, Ad nivra Presumably you've seen that sentence before. We see it also throughout Hasidic literature. That before the world was created, it was he and his name alone. His name here being the Esosphere of That's it. That <coughs> in this level, there was already the Aliyah Now what's the Shlaw? 
Anyone ever heard of the Shlah? Shlah is a book called the Shnei Luchos Abriz, which is written by a great tzaddik whose name was Shaya Horowitz Halevi. Right? The Shlah Kaddish, right? Lived in, he was a rabbi in Amsterdam, and he later wound up in Eretz Yisrael. He is buried in, anyone been to his tomb? In Tveria, right next to Rabbi Yochanan Mizakai. That's where he's buried. Anyway, so he wrote a authoritative work, right, uh, about, uh, probably about 500 years ago. And he, in this book, he discusses Kabbalah, Nigla, he discusses everything. You know, it's huge. And in the beginning of the book, he discusses the ideas of of uh, dealing with creation. And over there, he says, over there in Dav Dalit, right? So you write right in the beginning of the book, Okay, so now we entered into a new discussion, a new, a new uh, topic that is discussed very often in Hasidus, which is, we generally speaking, when we talk about the spheros, we talk about the spheros, excuse me, the worlds, but pratis. So that is, when we talk about the worlds, we talk about Atzilus, we talk about Bria, Yitzira, Asiya, the way we know Atzilus, Bria, Yitzira, and Asiya. However, also in <coughs> Kabbalah and in Hasidus, there is something known as the Eilamos, the way they are, Beklalos. <coughs> and here we talk about everything in a different way. We shift completely the whole story. So Atzilus, the Klolius, right, has certain... Uh, uh, characteristics in the same way that Atzilus the Pratius has. Just like Atzilus the Pratius, right, is you have uh, everything is, so to speak, in a state of Achtus, right, and then you have below it, you have basically a huge divide between Atzilus and the worlds of Bria, Yitzir, and Asiya, because the worlds of Bria, Yitzir, and Asiya, Bria, Yitzir, and Asiya are already the worlds of Yeshus, right, you have creation, Yesh, right, the whole idea of the idea of a yesh. Masha Enkin, in the world of Atzilus, the way we know Atzilus is just an, em- it's an emanated world, and that's more the concept of Gilu Yahalo. It's not the idea of yesh me'ayin so much. So, just like you have a big divide between Atzilus versus Bri Yitzirasiya, so you could also have that same concept when you're talking about Atzilus the Clolius. Atzilus the Clolius would be the Orain Sub before the Tzimtzum. I just explained for the last uh, three minutes, right? Well, let's press, press rewind on this. <laughs> so the idea is that we're just shifting, we're shifting how we are looking at the, at the world. So in other words, you could say about your, let's say your grandfather. So you could call him your Zayda, right? And then he has a son, who is your father, and he has a son, which is you. Right? So is he a Zayda? Yes. So you could say that he's the Zayda. Right? But you could also shift it the other way. And you could say, really, is he, should we call him a Zayda or should we call him a grandson? He is a grandson because he has a father and that father has a father. And so therefore, he's really the grandson. That's how we're calling him. So which is he? Is he a Zayda or a grandson? Well, it depends. Which picture are we taking? Are we taking the picture from him to the left or from him to the right? If you're looking at it from that perspective. Or from him down or from him up. Right? The same thing here. You have the same concept. You have the worlds of the way they were our Oilamas of Pratis. That's how we are always talking about the worlds. 
On the other hand, you have in, in the world of Kabbalah, you have something called the world of, the way it is, Beklolius. Right? The world's Beklolius is all we're doing is we're shifting instead of looking from here down, we're looking from here up and we're going to just change the names. So is Atzilus, the way we know Atzilus, called Atzilus? Is the Zeta the Zeta? Or maybe Atzilus, the way we know Atzilus, is the grandson. In this case, it would be called Asiya. So what would you have? You would have Atzilus the Clolius would be the world before the Tzimtzum would be Atzilus the Clolius. It's total Achtus. Then you have the Tzimtzum. And what's the first world after the Tzimtzum? What's it called? Bria. No. Well, that's Bria. Yes, yes, true. Bria the Clolius. But what is it called the way we usually call it? Atzilus. No. <clears throat> No. Adam Kadmon. Ak. Ak is the first world after the symptom. Okay? Toe and Tikkun. Right? That is before. Yes. So that is known. Ak is the first world, right? After the symptom. So that would be called already Bria de Clolis. Right? And then you have the worlds between Ak and Atsilus which are known as akudim and different words. Usually a lot of times we just mention it in terms of Hasidus. In Hasidic literature, it's called the Olamos Einsof. But this is where tohu takes place and uh, you, know, uh, you have brudim, akudim, right? Those are all these, these types of uh, movement between ak and atzilus. That would be called yetira de klolis. And then when you have the world of nikudim, which is the world of atzilus, right? you have now the concept of Asiya the Clolius. Because Asiya the Clolius, right, just like Asiya down here, the Asiya the Pratius, is already a world where you have, you have distinction. So you could say that in the world of Atsilus, right, you have distinction. You have every single sphera is in and of itself. It's not bound together with other spheres. It's not, you know, all the different things that are happening in, right, Akudim, Burudim, all these places, right, the Olamas Ainsof, as we call it. So now what he's saying is that's why we're going to call the Orenza before the Tzimtzum Atzilus de Clolius because we're going to say that already before the Tzimtzum there are already Sviras there. The Ezra Sviras de Genusas. Just like you have in Atzilus the concept of the Ezra Sviras and the Ezra Sviras, right? Every Svira has its own Metzias, so to speak. If you want to call it a Metzias, I don't think you can call it a Metzias, but we'll, whatever. I'm borrowing terms here just to make my point more clear. So in the same way, before the Tzimtzum, you also have the concept, you have, but they're called the Esther Spheros, like the So therefore, was there ever a Kayak before a Poyal? No. As soon as you have a Kayak, you have a Poyal. Okay? So let's look at it in the words again. You and Sham, look over there in Davdalad. This level, name the level before the Tzimtzum, where you have something called the Esther Spheros the Gnusas. Is called Atzilus the Clolis. Masha Allah because it came up into his will to emanate. Immediately it emanated the Esrosphirus. And then he goes even further. Let's talk about it in the Pardes. Which is brought in the Shla over there. Shegam that even before it came up into his will, there was the Ratzin, there was the spheres of Kayach. What does that mean? This book is called the Avodis HaKadosh. The Avodis HaKadosh is a book by Rabbi Meir Ibn Gabai, 
which is a Kabbalah book from the Rishonim, right? So there's basically three main works of encyclopedic Kabbalic books. Number one was the Avodah Sakaidish by this rabbi named Meir Ibn Gabai, right? Which is during the times of the Rishonim. Then you have the Pardes Rimonim by the Ramak. And then you have the Eitz Chaim by the Arizal. Those are the three major encyclopedic books of a Kabbalah in, throughout all time. So in this book, Avodah Sakaidish, he named Muvu Asham, he explains over there, Muvan Shegam Yesh Bechinas Payel. That even in this you have a pile. Namely, the fact that, it, that, that, that the Ramak says, Shagam it's referring to the pile, the feeling to the, to the point that it is. That it's the Esosphirus Gedunus. That it's hidden in his Kaychos, right? That is Dak. What's Dak mean? Very thin, right? Vinelam. And obscure, hidden. The Cain Kosov, and it's also written Acharkach afterward, Ad Shekimas Lo Yitzadek Bo Shame Sham Metzias, until you could say, you could even not, almost not say that it's a Metzias, a Zeros, Ella Yichud Emisi, that it's like a Yichud Emisi. It's so totally united. Hare Mikol Makom Yesh Eze Metzias Dak. But there is a Metzias Dak. Once you say it's a pile, it's a Metzias. It's a Metzias Dak, ain't Achinami, but it's a Metzias. So you have to say from this whole discussion, So from this whole discussion, we have a conclusion. The conclusion is that you can't say that there could be a kayak without a pile when you're talking about the upper, when we're talking about the Abishter. It's impossible to say that. And he just brought you four rayas. The raya from Medrash, the raya from the Shlokarish, the raya from the Pardis, and the raya from the Avedas Akaidish. Then no matter how you slice it, before the tzimtzum, it already happened. It already was there. So once you're going to say that it was already there, then you can't say that there's a kayach that's lacking pile. Now, in this parenthesis, he brings a very interesting point. Because you shouldn't go to think that if the Abishter wanted there to be a kayach without a pile, that he couldn't make that there should be a kayach without a pile. He could do anything he wants. He's infinite. But he chose that this is the way it is. Don't think that it has to be. It doesn't have to be. The Eibishter's Ratzun is what's doing it. But Payal Mamish, it means what? It mean, what? They need to be. You could have it that way. You could have a Kayach without a Payal. You could have a Payal without a Kayach also if the Eibishter wanted. It's not something that we could possibly understand. But that's irrelevant whether we could understand it or not. Payal Mamish, you have it. Are you with me? You following? So this is the Nikuda that you have already way before even the Tzimtzum, you have a pile. So from this, from this point of view, the, the Rebbe is trying to argue that there is no, that, that, that you didn't need to have the creation of the worlds to bring out the pile that or to bring out his Shlemus. How is that? Pretty clear? Pretty straightforward what we're doing here? <coughs> so based on this, he brings in, in the next parentheses, 
an idea that he's going to say that what you could say is that there prior to the Alas Baratzen of creating the world, what you could say is that there was something called a Yechoilis. Yechoilis means that it could be. Or like the way that, that, that the way it's brought in, in, the, in the words here is Naise Kayach, which means that there's, the Alter Rebbe writes in a mimer that you could say that there's spheres ain't so. And the Abish decided that there should be ten spheres. Kaviachli chose ten spheres from infinite spheres. <laughs> I don't know exactly, you know, what does that mean, right? It could have been a totally different set of spheres. He chose these ten. So you could say in a version <coughs> that it was there in a certain way before there was even a kayak, before there was even a payak. But you can't say about that level that it was even a kayak. Let's, for, for example, right, it's called Svirus Ein Kates or Ein Sof, right? The idea that there could be Svirus Ein Sof, right, Svirus without any limit, is for sure true. But you can't say that that is a Kayach. What you must say is that it's, it's there in a state of, so to speak, Yechoilus. It's like, for example, at this moment, I could probably move my hand in, you know, let's say, uh, whatever, a million different directions. Right? But you can't say it's Bekayach. Because it's not really even an idea, so to speak. It's there. It's a Yechoilus. The Yechoilus is that my hand can be moved in, in a million different directions, thank God. But that's not a Kayach. That's a Yechoilus. So in a certain way, you could say about the Eibishter that there was a Yechoilus, right, to have spheres ain't kates, spheres ain't so. And of those spheres ain't so, the Eibishter decided, look, it came up in Oliver Ratzayno, came up into his mind, that we're going to make ten spheres. And these ten spheres are going to be Chokma, Bina, Dat, whatever. But you can't say about that level that that's a level of Kayach. And therefore, it's not a kayach chaser payel. It's a yechoilist for there to be, but it's not a kayach. And that's what we're trying to bring out here. Okay, we're going to read the parentheses tomorrow. We're going to stop here for today. Imyut um, Hashem.